I'm DeWitt Bingham. Welcome to the Justice for All podcast show, where we discuss all things social and criminal justice related, from the front end to the back end, and everything in between. You have a right to remain silent, because anything you say can and will be held against you. You have a right to an attorney. If you cannot afford one, one will be appointed for you. You're in the self-incrimination protection zone, where there is no cruel and unusual punishment, no illegal search and seizure. The exclusionary rule has you covered. So sit back, relax, and become sold on this week's episode. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Justice for All podcast show. I'm DeWitt Bingham, your host. Thank you for tuning in to the show that discusses all things social justice and criminal justice, where the goals are to inform you, the American citizen, of your constitutional rights, to provide educational and occupational guidance to high school and college students, and to be a voice for change. The title of today's episode is Violent Crime in the United States and These Mass Shootings. I purposely don't have a guest today because it is a subject that I personally want to speak on. As you know, I've studied, taught, and worked in the criminal justice system for over 40 years. I have a graduate degree in the field, was a probation officer for 35 years, and have been teaching at the college level for 25 years. So I feel I'm well qualified to speak on this subject. The main reason I wanted to do this episode is because I, too, am sick and tired of our babies being shot and killed simply while trying to get an education. I remember what it was like attending Crystal City Elementary School and being in the fourth grade. You attend or we attend school because we love learning and the kids attend school because they love learning. And because they want to see their friends and their teachers. Y'all know my favorite elementary teacher was Miss Betty Pope, who I wrote about in the Douglas Connection. She was just like Miss Bernice Thompson, who taught at the Douglas Negro School and who became one of the first African-American teachers to integrate Festus Elementary School in the 1950s. Miss Thompson was known for giving out hugs like she gave out spelling bees. Well, Miss Pope was the same way. I am who I am today because of Miss Pope. So I had to do this episode to speak out about violent crime, mass school shootings, guns, and the political stronghold the Republican senators and a couple of the Democratic senators have on the American people. See, if we don't speak out about it and take action, nothing will ever change. Today, I not only want to provide you with information, but I, too, want to make a call for action. I totally agree with Steve Kerr. There are 50 United States senators who are holding us all hostage, and we need to vote them out. I have nieces and nephews and a granddaughter who love school, and I'd be devastated if something happened to them. My life would never be the same. And so it would be for you if one of your relatives was murdered. So it is for the families of all the mass killings that have taken place since the Columbine mass shooting. 
I mentioned that I am totally in agreement with Steve Kerr, head coach of the NBA's Golden State Warriors. Here's what he had to say about the situation. Um, I'm not going to talk about basketball. Nothing's uh, happened with our team in the last six hours. We're going to start the same way tonight. Um, any basketball questions uh, don't matter. Um, since we left shoot-around, 14 children were killed 400 miles from here. And a, and a teacher. And in the last 10 days, we've had elderly black people killed in a supermarket in Buffalo. We've had Asian churchgoers killed in Southern California. And now we have children murdered at school. When are we going to do something? I'm tired. I'm, I'm so tired of getting up here and offering condolences to, to the devastated families that are out there. I'm so tired of the, excuse me, I'm sorry. I'm tired of the moments of silence. Enough. There's 50 senators right now who refuse to vote on H.R. 8, which is a background check rule that the House passed a couple of years ago. It's been sitting there for two years. And there's a reason they won't vote on it, to hold on to power. So I ask you, Mitch McConnell, I ask all of you senators who refuse to do anything about the violence and school shootings and supermarket shootings, I ask you, are you going to put your own desire for power ahead of the lives of our children and our elderly and our churchgoers? Because that's what it looks like. It's what we do every week. So I'm fed up. I've had enough. We're going to play the game tonight. But I want every person here, every person listening to this, to think about your own child or grandchild or mother or father or sister, brother. How would you feel if this happened to you today? We can't get numb to this. We can't sit here and just read about it and go, well, let's have a moment of silence. Yeah, go Dubs, you know. Come on, Mavs, let's go. That's what we're going to do. We're going to go play a basketball game. And, the, and 50 senators in Washington are going to hold us hostage. Do you realize that 90% of Americans, regardless of political party, want background check, universal background check? 90% of us, we are being held hostage by 50 senators in Washington who refuse to even put it to a vote, despite what we, the American people, want. They won't vote on it because they want to hold on to their own power. It's pathetic. I've had enough. So obviously, Steve is very frustrated, and I think a great deal of the American public is very frustrated as well. Again, if no action is taken, nothing will ever change. It was so refreshing to see Beto O'Rourke do what he did. It was so good to see him challenge the political leaders of Texas because they are using the Second Amendment to maintain power while our children continue to be murdered. Their M.O. has been to try to make people feel guilty for making these mass killings a political issue when, in fact, that's what it really is. It really is a political issue. So we can't allow ourselves to be deceived by them. In other words, when they say we're making a political statement, we need to stand up and say, you doggone right, it's political. 
and I'm voting you out. President Biden, one thing that he said that is scientifically true is the United States, which we say is the greatest country, has more violent crime than any other country in the world. Here's what the president of the United States had to say. I spent my career as a senator and a vice president working to pass common sense gun laws. We can and won't prevent every tragedy, but we know they work and have positive impact. When we passed the assault weapons ban, mass shootings went down. When the law expired, mass shootings tripled. The idea that an 18-year-old kid can walk into a gun store and buy two assault weapons is just wrong. What in God's name do you need to solve them for except to kill someone? Deer aren't running through the forest with Kevlar vests on, for God's sake. It's just sick. And the gun manufacturers have spent two decades aggressively marking assault weapons, which make them the most and largest profit. For God's sake, we have to have the courage to stand up to the industry. Here's what else I know. Most Americans support common sense laws, common sense gun laws. I just got off a trip from Asia meeting with Asian leaders, and I learned of this while I was on the aircraft. And what struck me on that 17-hour flight, what struck me was these kinds of mass shootings rarely happen anywhere else in the world. Why? They have mental health problems. They have domestic disputes in other countries. They have people who are lost. But these kinds of mass shootings never happen with the kind of frequency that happen in America. Why? Why are we willing to live with this carnage? Why do we keep letting this happen? Where in God's name is our backbone to have the courage to deal with it and stand up to the lobbies? It's time to turn this pain into action. For every parent, for every citizen in this country, we have to make it clear to every elected official in this country, it's time to act. So obviously, President Biden is frustrated as well, but he's exactly right. We need to begin to take action to bring about a change. Let's talk about violent crime for a minute. In my criminology course, I spend an entire week teaching my students about violent crime. It has the greatest impact on the public perception of crime in general. Americans fear it the most, even though it is much less common than property crime. But you can understand why people fear it the most, because in mass shooting situations, there's no coming back from that. My students, too, have to be able to differentiate between what is a mass killing and a serial killing. A mass killing defined is the killing of a number of people, usually three or more in one place at a time. Serial killing is defined as the killing of a number of people, usually three or more in one place at a time. So when we look at the history of mass shootings, there are no reports of mass shootings throughout the 1800s and little to no mass school shootings in the 1950s, 60s, 70s and 80s. It isn't until the 1990s that we see significant school homicides. No mass shootings, but gun killings. From 1992 to 2000, we see about 25 to 30 school-related killings a year. 
But we don't begin to see the mass killings on a regular basis until the Columbine High School shooting, some additional statistics. Overall, homicides were steadily declining until around 1999 when that Columbine mass killing took place. Three important things that were happening in America when violence was on the decline and mass killings were pretty much unheard of are low level of gun ownership, less transmission of violence, and better economic condition. What I want you, my audience, to know is American violence and these mass shootings are a result of three things. Firearm availability, economic inequality, and American history. I only want to talk about and have time to talk about one today, and that's firearm availability. And I want you to understand that firearm availability is a strong, and I have in all caps, predictor of violence. In the United States, there is approximately 30% household handgun ownership. All other nations average between 1% to 14%. So that is at the least a 15% uh, lower level or lower degree of household handgun ownership. The United States or U.S. gun-regulated homicides are 7.5% higher than any other nation. Therefore, I'm making a call to action. Y'all know me. I very seldom make a call to action on this show, but I'm going to do that today. There's absolutely nothing wrong with having a weapon in your home for protection. There's nothing wrong with purchasing a gun for your hunting, protection, and even for shooting on the range. But if a senator or if your senator will not vote for common sense gun laws, I say vote them out. If he or she won't vote for background checks, I say vote them out. If they believe it should be easier for an 18 year old to get an AR style rifle than it is to get a rental car, I say vote them out. If they believe automatic military weapons should be for sale to common citizens, I say they got to go. So I'm here in this episode to speak my truth. I needed to do that today. I appreciate you guys who faithfully tune in to the show. I spoke my truth and just barely scratched the surface. Violent crime in the United States of America, common sense gun laws, and a call to protect our children. Until next time, keep living your best life. God bless and Godspeed. Thank <laughs> you.